feel good in the house today. I wrote this down. I want to do something with it. I don't know what. Instead of seeking people we want to preach like, sing like, testify like, we need to find someone so in love with Jesus we want to live like them. Is that not awesome thought? I have, I have, what I want to preach today, I have looked for a sermon like this for years. I the Lord to give me something. And this is just two days old. He just put this in my spirit. And uh, I, I'm praying today that the Spirit of the Lord will visit us. Just, 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 so all through this sermon, just, just worship the Lord and pull on the Lord and draw on the Lord and tug on him and just, 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 just draw, draw him nigh to us. A lot of Bible today. Ephesians 5, 28. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourished and cherished it even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and his mother And shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery. Then now Paul just stops and he says, I'm really just talking a tiny bit about the home. I'm just talking a tiny bit about your family, your your husband and your wife. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. So Paul said, "Your, your marriage is an amazing picture of your relationship with Jesus. Your home is an amazing picture of your relationship with Jesus. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. So, just just two days ago, and I've really prayed, but I've looked like something like this to preach for years. But, uh, about, about daylight, a little bit before daylight, this began to, I, I, was, I was in prayer, and this began to stand up in my spirit. Everybody don't marry for the same reason. It's too quiet on this side. Every, everybody, everybody's don't come into the relationship for the same reason. Can I... Take this, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Everybody don't go to church for the same reason. Everybody don't serve Jesus for the same reason. And everybody don't come to the altar for the same reason. And I pray before we leave this building today that something will ignite in our spirit. Uh, And there's a hundred. There are a hundred reasons or more why people get married but I want to deal with eight reasons why people get married and then I want to turn around and deal with these eight reasons why people go to church I think one reason people get married all my friends are getting married but is this enough to hold a home together when trouble comes and when sickness comes and when when crisis come and financial difficulties come yeah, so it's not enough to start a journey, but do we have the integrity and the desire and the fight and an old southern word, the gumption to finish the journey? 
I, I, I'm pretty well persuaded in Genesis 7, 7. And Noah went in and his sons and his wives and his sons' wives went with him unto the ark because of the waters of the flood of the clean beast and of the beasts that are not clean and the fowls of everything that creepeth upon the earth. There went in two and two unto Noah unto the ark the male and the female as God had commanded Noah. I, I am pretty well persuaded that, 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 that Noah, some of our, our homeschool just went to Kentucky and, and looked at the ark, toured the ark, that's, and it's almost, I think it's about the actual size. But I believe that God gave Noah instructions to build the ark, the food to bring inside, how to prepare it. But I, I really personally don't think that Noah had to go and kidnap or trap or capture those animals. I believe they were drawn in by that same voice that draws me and you. And, and, and I've, 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 I've had this little thought in my mind for 30 years. I believe out there, 100 miles away, 300 or 1,000 miles away, God picked out a group of deer, this many deer. I want, I want these right here. The clean, I want you on the ark. And they take off, and I believe a sister took off with them, a mama took off with them, a cousin took off with them. I believe about 30 of them took off. And they, I believe they hit some terrain, and two or three of them turned back. And, and I believe about a day or two later, they, they came to a river, and they had to cross it. And I believe two or three more came back. But those that had the blessing in the hand of God on their life, they just kept on. Friend, it's not enough just to want to get married. It's not enough just to want to go to church. It's not enough just to feel a need to go to church. We need, we need God tugging in there somewhere. No man can come except the Spirit draw him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can, can we just take a sledgehammer and hit the devil in the head? I don't believe you got up on a beautiful Sunday morning when you could have been a thousand places and you're accidentally here. Well, Brother Anthony, I, I just don't feel God like I used to. Yeah, but something draws you to this house. I could shout right now, but Brother Anthony, he ain't visited me, he ain't cried. Yeah, but something draws you to this house. And if God's tugging on you, hell cannot win. If God's tugging on you, the storm cannot break you. If God's tugging on you, if God is tugging on you with just a thread, you can come out of anything. If God will draw you, you can walk out of anything. If you know that God's for you, who can be against you? If God's pulling on you, you you conquer any adversity, any situation. Somebody think him that he's tugging on me. I don't got all my victory yet, but he's tugging on me. I, I, I ain't walking in great pastures yet, but God is tugging on me. God is pulling on me. Preacher, you don't even know all I've been through, but God is pulling on me. Hallelujah. Well, let's get some of this out of the way so we can enjoy preaching. She wants his possessions, his wealth, his gifts, but she could care less for him. So in Esther, in the book of Esther, the king's, Drink the parties going on, and he's so proud of his pretty bride, and he sends them to bring Vesti, the queen, before the king with the crown royal, to show the people and the princess her beauty, for she was fair to look on. And she says, "I'm the queen. I have maidens and servants. I have a palace. I have vessels of gold and of silver. I have anything I want, and I enjoy it. But I really don't want you. Hallelujah! I, I, I'm going to preach this careful." But Mark, I prayed for you the last few days. You're such a blessing. 
But one of our very first conversations, very first, and you've been so kind to me, one of our first conversations, Mark made a, made, made a statement. We, we were just talking. And he, he said, there's so much out there that's not right and there's so much that's wrong. He said, but instead of worrying about what's not right, he said, I just want to find what is right. And I've never forgot the way you said that. And so I realize that this house is full of people that love the Lord, but there are a lot of people out there that could care less for Jesus. I have, I have preacher friends, and, I, and I'm at the age now, and, and, and I, get, I get calls just continually, continually. One, one, of, one of my dear friends, just somebody real, been real kind to me when we come and preach, and it just didn't work out. I could go when he needed me. And so, so I love my people, and I love to get to go out on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But, but, but now I, I'm, I'm talking and hearing and I'm talking to people that love the Lord with all their heart and all their soul and all their might. Then I'm laying that phone down and I'm picking it up and I'm, and I'm meeting people that, that ministry is no more than a business to them. It's not about loving Jesus and it's not about caring for the people. It's about how big a number we can get on the board or how much money we can raise or what we can do to make us look good. And, and, and I'm not going to be mean and I'm not going to be hateful. And God, perhaps God will deal with them. And if I can, I'll pray for them and I'll drop a word to encourage them or help them. But, but I, I, I don't want to be the one to destroy them. I'd like to be the one to help them. But I don't have time to plow in fields that's never going to have a harvest. And I don't have time. I don't have time to go where people only want entertainment and they want to shut God down when a move of God comes in the house. I just don't have time for it and I'm just not interested for it. Hallelujah. I'm not looking for the thousands that want to be entertained. I'm looking for the five and the ten that want something for God. I'm looking for somebody that says, I thirst for you, oh living God. My soul cries for you and I yearn for you. And so, so that there is people, there is people that do not marry for love or affection. They, 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 they want the house and they want the car. I remember in 1977, I, we were the poorest people in, in the area. We, we, we were, we were just, just the bottom of the poor. I don't know if anybody much in the community were much poorer than us. And I had an old, old 74 beat up truck and been used a lot. It wasn't very old, but it had a lot of wire on it. And, I, and I, had a, I had a few friends. I'd get, mom and dad were kind, I'd get to drive to school. And I, I paid for my own vehicle, paid for my own gas, all, all the way through. And so daddy's in Kentucky in revival, and I'd got me a pretty good job. I'm still in school. And, and in LJ, Georgia, they had a brand new Sahara Classic, short wheel base, four wheel drive, roll bar, wagon wheels, white wagon wheels, two tone blue. Short wheelbase Sahara Classic, and I, and I went down there, and it, it was affordable price, and I had me two thousand for a down payment, a lot of money for a kid back then, and and and, and I talked mom and them, I talked to them, and they let me get it. So so when I said I promise, and I, I said I won't even ask you. I said if we can't make payments, we'll just bring it back and give it back to them. I won't even ask you for, but I think I can do this all by myself. So when I got to school that that next Monday, I had all these friends that I didn't have the day before. I mean, everybody's walking up wanting to, wanting to climb a hill or, or ride through town. And I, me- I remember I wasn't unkind and I wasn't mean and I didn't destroy my witness, but I remember telling every one of them, I think I'm just going to keep my same old friends. I think I'm just going to run with the guys that wanted to ride in my old truck. 
I think I'm just going to run with the buddies. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to throw them away when they loved me when I was driving something wore out. And, 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 and get rid of them and let you ride with me just because I've trade. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We have people that we have preachers in America. I'm going to get rid of this quick, get over it. But we have people, they don't care nothing about Jesus. They don't want to prophesy to help somebody. They want to prophesy to build a ministry. We have people seeking gifts of healing. They're not seeking gifts of healing because they're going home and crying all night because somebody's eat up with cancer or heart trouble or diabetes. But they say, if I can get a healing on my belt loop or if I can get a healing on my gun stock, if I can get me a notch, they'll, they'll call me a prophet or they'll call me a bishop or they'll call me a healer and I'll get bigger offerings and bigger names open. Just as individuals are used for what they've got, we've got a Jesus that weeps when he's used for what he God but there's somebody going to love him for who he is and somebody's going to want him for who he is and somebody's going to worship him for who he is and somebody hallelujah yes I want to see the sick healed yes I want to see the blind seeing the lame walk but I prayed 30 years don't let my anointing take me where my integrity can't keep me if I can't handle it give you the glory then just use me to preach a little sermon if I can't use it and give you the glory hallelujah somebody ought to praise him out loud somebody ought to bless him out loud oh somebody ought to magnify Jesus in this house hallelujah 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 some marry just to please family to please dad and mom and friends she may have a mom that's going gray a father Whose age is crawling on. I, I'm going to cover this quick. But I found something here I never saw. Leah. Leah and Rachel. Leah really did not marry. For love. She married at the command of her father. Never, never saw this till yesterday morning at about 6.30. And I've read this and I've preached this and I've dug into this. All Leah's life because she married to please another. Her whole life is in the shadow. And she never is number one with Jacob. When she does have a baby, it's not long till her sister comes and has one and she's forgotten and she's forgotten and she's forgotten. The saddest thing I've ever found in the Bible in a year, the saddest thing I've ever found is the only time that Leah really stands out, and I've never heard this mentioned or preaching. The saddest thing I found in the Bible in the year, Stephen, is the only time that Leah stands out is when she dies and she's buried in Abraham's cave, and Rachel's died and she's buried over there, and Jacob is buried with her. Only time she gets all of him is in her death. The only time it's just him. Hallelujah. 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 So I'm, I'm preaching something real touchy here, but let me preach this. Here's what I'm holding on to. If you're only coming to church to please mom and daddy, please keep coming. Because if you ever really meet him, you'll fall in love with him. <laughs> I heard somebody say the other day, well, if you're just going to please me, don't go. Please come. 
Because I'm going to tell you about him. I'm going to tell you there's no king like our king. I'm telling you, he's altogether lovely. He's hallelujah. But the hype has never been told. But if you ever meet him, if you ever get in his presence, if you ever feel his touch, if you ever hear his voice, if you ever get around him, nothing else will ever satisfy you. Would somebody give him a praise in this house? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So whatever reason you're coming, please come. Because he's been walking in this house. In Genesis 49, 29, and he charged them and said, I will be gathered unto my people, buried with my fathers in the cave. There they buried Abraham and Sarah, his wife. And they buried Isaac, Rebecca, and there I buried Leah. Genesis 49, 20. He said, there I buried Leah. Rachel had, had Benjamin complications. She's buried somewhere else. She's, and he charged them, Genesis 49, and he charged them and said unto them, I will be gathered unto my people, buried with my father in the cave. Who was buried in the cave? There they buried Isaac and Rebekah, his wife. And there I buried Leah. They buried Abraham and Sarah, his wife, and there they buried Isaac and Rick, and there I buried Leah. I don't want to spend a whole life in church, just have a little victory at the end. I don't want to spend my whole life in the house of God miserable. I'm touching, I'm preaching, touching, but I feel like preaching. I don't want to spend my whole life in the house of God. Remember, I always think about the whiskey I drank and the drugs I took. And the pe- I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Forgetting those things that are behind. I want to press forward. I don't want to spend my whole life in the house of God and only have a moment of victory right at the end. Some marry... This is touchy. Some marry for lust, for the thrill, for the excitement. But there's seasons and there's periods and there's times that there's no excitement. There's times as pretty as she lives and sweet as she lives and as beautiful as she lives and as kind as she lives and as gentle as she lives. There's those 1987s. When the doctor's going to look and said, ma'am, I don't know if we can help you or not. I don't know what's wrong with you. Can we do exploratory surgery? Sheila says, sir, can you promise me anything? He said, ma'am, all we know is we found a tumor in your female areas, and we can't promise. We know it's more than serious. She says, well, I'm just going to go home and trust God. We went home trusting God. We weren't holding hands and giggling and kissing and laughing. We were facing death in the face. Hallelujah. And if you're only there, can I preach? Yes, I like to shout. Yes, I like it. Please, I like it the way worship coming here this morning. I like it when the glory of God fills a house. I like it. I like it. We They had corporal prayer wherever everybody was last night at 9 o'clock. And, 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 and I didn't really get into prayer. I didn't get past worship and 
and I just, I'm reaching for the Lord loving him. And I never did, I didn't really get past it last night. And I love that. But what I'm going to do, am I going to backslide when the heavens are silent? Am I only love him for the excitement? What I'm going to do when I want him to do something and he crosses his arms and he says, not this time, son, I've got another plan. Can I preach today? What am I going to do? What am I going to do when I stood at the bed not all night long? And I made God turn it around. And he says, not this time, son. I've got another plan. If I'm only there for the excitement and the shout and the thrill, hallelujah, I'll turn and walk away. I'll give up. I'll get mad at him. I'll curse him. I'll be angry. Whatever reason, a baby was conceived out of wedlock, a hundred reasons. Some only marry so they can get the name. I don't want you. I just want your name. Isaiah 4 and 1. In that day, 2017, 2017, and that day seven women shall lay hold on one man saying, we'll eat our own bread and wear our own apparel. Only let us be called by thy name to take away our reproach. We're going to live like we want to be, like we want. We just want your name. We live in a generation's now you listen to me careful. I'm not backtracking what I believe. I'm just clarifying what I believe. And like it or not, and I know somebody's going to get mad at me, like it or not, America gives you rights. I didn't say the Bible, I said America. I didn't say it has anything to do with heaven. I said America gives you rights. Can I preach in here? We need to quit our old redneck hatefulness, meanness about the homosexual people. How, we, how Preachers, how are you going to reach them when you're always redneck and being hateful mean? Like it or not, it's some mother's little boy. And it's some, some daddy's little girl. It's, and, and their little soul is precious like your soul. Their little heart is precious like your heart. So we'll not have them on our pulpit singing and testifying. But they're welcome to come and hear about the love of Jesus. That reaches from the highest mountain and flows to the lowest valley. But what I can't understand, and I'm not going to be mean, but I'm going to preach. What I can't understand, sir, if you want to marry your boyfriend and daughter, if you want to live with your girlfriend, why drag God into it when this is a holy book? Why find you a church when this Bible declares that, it, that, it's, that it's so unvile and ungodly? Why? Why? Not just be like the, the, boy, I'm getting into touchy preaching. I'm getting into touchy preaching. But I don't, I don't find drug addict churches where they say we're going to do our drugs. It's okay and God will bless it. I don't, I don't find, I don't find whiskey churches that I know of. Or, well, I take that back. They do.
But why is this certain group? They're fulfilling the Bible. We want your name. Mama, I went to church and I want to go to church. I don't want to live right. I just want to go to church. I'm preaching good now. Hallelujah. 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 My, my thought is, and I, I can't help it, I'm old-fashioned, but my thought is if you're going to have 14 boyfriends, why marry the man? If you're not going to love him and, and be faithful to him, why marry him? If you're not going to love Jesus, why go through the motions of going to church and to lying to yourself and telling yourself everything's okay? Why deceive yourself? Hallelujah. It, oh, oh, I know I'm preaching touchy right now, but at least when you're in a mess and you realize I'm in a mess, God has a change to prick your conscience and touch you. But when you take on a spirit of religion, when you take on a spirit of religion, hallelujah, and you said, I can live in my sin and God will weak at my sin and ignore your sin, hallelujah, 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 I'm already in trouble, I'm going to preach, hallelujah, hallelujah, they won't be one unforgiven homosexual in heaven, they won't be one unforgiven, hallelujah, I don't care if it's a preacher speaking in tongues, if he's living a homosexual lifestyle, he will not enter into the kingdom of God, I don't care if it's some woman calls herself a prophetess living with a woman I don't care how anointed they are I don't care how excited they are the Bible still writes they want his name but they don't want his presence this is touchy I made somebody mad I'm just going to tell him just preach on some marry, they want their day in the sun. I bought everybody a share gift. I've been in everybody's, I want my own wedding. We, we, have, we have preachers that have helped everybody, support everybody. I'm going to do my own thing. Ever. Just because we're called of God and anointed. If we don't put him first and seek him, it's never going to work. I, I, I'm working with a man out of state right now. Trying, and, and honestly, honestly, would you pray? I feel like I'm failing. I feel like I've tried everything I know to do. Loving and gentle and kind and this man, he'll talk to you hours about ministry. He'll talk about preaching. Tears will run down his face. He'll talk about tents. He'll talk about altar calls. And tears run down his face. But when the man don't have a door to preach in, he backslides. He gets into pornography and trash and junk. But quick as he has an opportunity to preach, he'll turn back around and run to church. With tears run down my face, I got him and I held him. I said, can I tell you what's wrong with you? I, th I think he said, might as well as you're going to anyway. And I said, you're in love with ministry, but you could care less about Jesus. As long as ministry goes good and everything lines up and you get anointed and everything goes good, you're on fire wide open. But when ministry don't go good, you could care less about Jesus that died for you. 
you're only in it. Oh, God. You'll, you'll, you'll sell your cars to go on a mission trip. You'll, 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 you'll sacrifice to raise money to go to, to hate or something. But if ministry slows down, Jesus is not important to you. Seven reasons why people marry. My clock is ticking. Sounds like an auction. Want a baby? Want a, want a family? Want a church? Want... I know thy works. Behold, I've set before thee an open door. No man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and is, does not deny and hath not denied my name. Now, I've wanted, I wanted to preach this for so long. I will look for something like this to preach. I will tell you, there's going to be some wonderful times in the body of Christ before us. There's going to be some great times, great blessings. God's going to move for us. We're going to see the glory of God. But hell's going to fight like it's never fought. We're, we're, we're going to face storms we've never faced. We're going to walk through valleys we've never walked through. And, and the church, awesome crowd here today. I'm begging you, you'll find a better preacher Knows his English better than all of his Hebrew. You won't find one more honest. I'm begging you. If you never remember nothing else I say, hear me right now. Next five or ten years, if you and I are not in this thing because we love Jesus, we're going to be back in the beer joints. If we're not here because we love the Lord. If we're not here because we love the Lord. If we're not here because we love the Lord. Not here because we love the Lord. It's the only thing that's going to work in this last hour. She fell in love with him. She fell in love with him. I just want to marry you because I love you dearly. And I don't want to spend another day without you. Hallelujah. 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 I just want to spend the rest of my life with you. I don't want to live without you. Abraham looked around the people and he said, he got his servant and when they would swear or something, they put their hand under their thigh and it was taking an oath. And, and he, said, he said, I want you to go find my son a bride. And he said, he said you're my preacher. You're, you're, my, you're my pastor. And he said, I want you to go. I don't want you to tell that woman how good you are and how kind you are. But I want you to tell her about my son. I want you to tell her about, about I want you to tell her that, that he's, he's kind and he's charming and he's, and he, and he's got some laughter in him. He's got, he's got some, he, he knows how to be serious and he knows how to tell a funny story. He knows how to cry and he knows how to laugh. And if he could ever find somebody to love him, he'd be faithful to them to his death. Hallelujah. So here I am standing in this pulpit before some of the greatest people I've ever got to preach to. And I don't want to preach to you about Oasis Ministry. And I don't want to preach to you about John Wynn or Mike or John or Sheila or myself. I want to tell you about a King of Kings and a Lord of Lords. And if you ever met him, nothing else would ever satisfy you. If you ever got in his presence, if you ever heard his voice, if you ever felt him pull on you, if you ever felt him walk in your room in the middle of the night, if you ever experienced him walking into your troubles and your trials, if you ever had a revelation of who he is. So, back in, back in January, 
There's something real deep, and I've totally talked to Sheila about it, mentioned to my kid, but something real deep's got a hold of my heart. And I'm begging God that some meeting's going to happen in here, and a lot's going to happen in worship, but we're going to realize I love him more than I love anything. Can I preach some real touchy stuff right now? Why don't you tell Sheila I'm preaching some of this? Sheila's been so good to me. We've never talked about divorce. I'm sure she's talked about shooting me. I'm sure she's thought of running over me, knocking me in the head. We, we're, we're married about six weeks. We're married about six weeks. We've been on the road. We ain't slept much. All of a sudden, I'm letting her just sleep. Hard as she can, she hits me in the stomach. I wake up. When I do, she catches me right under the nose. Right there, just wow. So 30 years later, she still says she's asleep, and I'm still not sure. <laughs> so, that's, her, that's her version of the story. <laughs> Sheila's been so kind to me. We've laughed together. We've cried together. We've, we've seen times we've sailed. We've seen times when we had nothing Nothing but enough money to buy a pack of hot dogs and a loaf of bread. Nothing. I, I, I remember, I guess it was 94, John, we'd been to Harrison to preach. And I remember I had these little boys, and I had bought Sheila a new dress in probably two years. And I remember saving up money, and, and at the end of the meeting, we counted the money up, and we're on the way back. And I borrowed this pretty blue parachute dress, and it was real expensive, and I got it on sale. And Sheila was so excited. She hadn't had nothing new. She was so excited. She's wearing it home, 600 mile in, a, in an old van, wearing it home. She was excited about her new dress. And, and Micah's about two, and John's about eight. We stop at this little old zoo. And it was, and we have no money. We, we sleep anywhere so we can preach. You just want to preach. Sheila's been kind to me. One year we slept in our van 62 times so we could preach. We, we never, we never used to never could afford hotel rooms. Never. We, we, we'd sleep in Sunday school rooms. They'd send us home with strangers. They, we're in Arkansas. They send us home with strangers. John, Mike is a new baby. John's seven years old. And we, we go, he's big man, big man. Little old John, John's little. And we go in there and we sit down in the living room. We don't know these people at all. He rolls up his breeches leg and he's, he's got a, he'd, he'd lost his leg, but his, his leg was so real that he had some hair on it. He, and that, you look at it, you think, he pulls that leg off and he sets it beside John. John's eyes get this big. Little bitty boy. Then he takes his teeth out and lays them beside John. Sheila went back to the bedroom with mom. John's running down the hall. Mama, he pulled his leg off and he took his teeth out. And I don't know what he's going to do next. And we like to never got John back in there. So, so where we now, we paid a price and we're happy. So, so we stop at this little old zoo and we're playing and, and they got these little old goats and Sheila loves baby goats and they're crawling all over Sheila. And, and we stay there about an hour and we have the best time and these goats are following her around. Her first new dress in two years. And we get, on up, we get up to Memphis and we stop to walk through Walmart. And I'm walking behind her and there's a hundred little holes in her dress. <laughs> and little old goats that eat up her new dress. It's memories. So Sheila, Sheila has paid a price. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First time I've said it, but I've heard it said. You don't know if she really loves you. Till he comes by and he's got a nicer car and more hair and a better job. 
and she still goes home with you. And she went home with me, and I knew she loved me. I can about shout right now. Can I say this? This is touchy. I believe every once in a while, the Lord likes to wave somebody in the devil's face. Say, look, devil, I didn't do everything they wanted, and they're still here. <laughs> you told me if I didn't do that, they'd backslide. You told me if I didn't do everything they wanted, they'd backslide, they'd quit preaching, they'd leave. But look, devil, they went through hell, and they're still here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would somebody be brave and lift your little hands up and say, it's not always been easy, but I still love God. God ain't did everything I wanted, but I still love God. It's not been a bed of roses, but I still love God. Now we're going a little deeper. You and I too started out with a thousand others that have went their different ways. And you're still here. And when no, 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 we're kind. And we say it's the grace of God and it is. That's all it is. And we're kind and we say it's well because God's kind we're still here. That's all it is. But you know what else it is? It's because God turned something in your heart. And you just didn't want his name and you just didn't want his stuff. And you just didn't want to be one of the group you fell in love with him. And when you didn't understand him, there's something inside of you couldn't pack your suitcase and leave because you still loved him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now we're going now we're going a little further. People get nervous when you preach like this, but let's just be real honest. We I know God's perfect and I know his ways are perfect, but if you'd be honest, there's been times that God's disappointed you. Could I have an amen somewhere? There's been times, God, you could have did it and you did. You could have fixed it and you did. You could have, you could have turned it around. You could have let me have that job or promotion and somebody got it that hates you. And when God disappoints you, if you're just here for the thrill, I'm through with God. I'll go worship Buddha. I'll go with Islam or I'll go. But if you love him because he's Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. If you love him because he's Jesus. Little Corey Tinboom, Her sister. All the horrible things the men did to her sister. All the horrible things scars and she's there preaching one day and he's in the crowd and she didn't hate him and she didn't want him destroyed she wanted him to be forgiven hallelujah 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 I I, I used to pull a travel trailer in my meetings and somebody introduced me to to, to load adjustments and it's long bars that come back and you hook chain and it levels it out and it makes it one piece. And these weren't important traveling straight on the interstate and these weren't important when, when, when my road was easy and I, I felt good. But when I got tired and I would jerk or certain things the wind would blow, this thing was my stabilizers. They were called stabilizers. Friend, can somebody to tell the devil right now, I have a stabilizer in my life and it's my love for God. 
was hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Something moved through here right then. I have a stabilizer. My life's not always easy. It gets shook sometimes. But I have a stabilizer. I love him when I can't hear him. And I love him when I can't find him. And I love him when he's silent. And I love him when, when I'm not getting a hug. And I love him when he's not patting me on the head. First Peter 1 and 8. Whom having not seen you love and whom though now you see not believe, you believe. You rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Songs of Solomon 3 and 4. It was but a little that I passed from them, but I found him whom my soul loveth. I held him and I would not let him go until I brought him into my mother's house, into the chamber of her that conceived me. Paul said it this way. Paul said, now, when Paul wrote Philippians right here, he's not the new convert that had just been saved. It's somewhere between 28 and 32 years later. So for 30 years, Paul's been living for Jesus. Paul said, but those things that were gained to me, I counted loss for Christ. Yet doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, from whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. I want to win him. I want to win him. Now this is this is this scripture has got me tore up right now. It's got me tore up right now. Paul goes through here, he says, speak concerning Christ and the church. So Sheila and I have been married thirty two years. I'm telling I'm telling everything today. So I'm in Virginia, and Sheila and I start courting. Don't ever get to see her for cell phones. I'd save up my quarters. I'm preaching little old meetings. I'm going from Texas to New York, back back to out west, back to Florida, back to Pennsylvania. And, and sometimes, sometimes she'd drive four hours, and we'd eat one cheeseburger, and she'd head back to Virginia, and I'd head to my next meeting. So I, I got my tent up in Canton, Georgia, and this, this gentleman from her area pulls in, and Sheila and I, we'd probably been courting about three or four months. He pulls in. And he says, Brother Wink, can I talk to you? And I said, yes, sir. I've got my tent up. He said, uh, I've come to talk to you about, about Sheila. I said, yeah. He said, I've liked her a long time. I said, yeah. He said, but we have a problem. I said, yeah. He said, she likes you. <laughs> and silly me, silly me, he said, if you wouldn't like her, she'd like me. I'd have just grinned. So silly me, he, he, he almost, he just shook my world. I felt so sorry for him. I'm about to throw my life away because I felt sorry for him. Her pastor, her pastor heard this, 70-some years old. He drives, hunts me down. He said, Brandon, he said, that's one of the best girls I know. He said, you better not let her get by. I said, what about him, pastor? He said, she don't like him, she likes you. So I did all I could to win Sheila. I mean, I, I didn't have no money. When I get money, I'd send her roses from Norton Floor. So I went by the other day. In fact, in fact about a, two years ago, I went in there and said, thank you, you helped me win my wife. 30 years ago, they still own the same floors. Somebody needs to hear this. So 33 years ago, I, 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 I had no money. I was making a car payment, my little $20, $30, $100 offerings, saving up. I'd go see her. I'd buy her something. Paul, Paul is not in his court stage when he says, I want to win Christ. 32 years later, 
Same amount of time I've been married. He said, I want to win him. Hallelujah. 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 Some of you ladies are going to say thank you, but I'm challenging you. You may have been married six years or 30 years. You need to win her again. Well, she's mine. Told her I loved her when I married, and I told her if I changed my mind, I'd let her know. She's going to let you know. I'm getting too personal. So here I am, 30. I'm, I'm being, you never been more honest. Here I am, preaching the gospel 30-some years. I know he saved me. I know he forgave me, and I know he called me. But January, the sweetest thing turned over my heart, and I want to win him again. I'd like to fall so in love with them that when the court or somebody's talking about him and something, I'd go through his mind and say, yeah, but Anthony loves me. I'd like to fall so in love with Jesus that when Jesus is used and abused and rejected that I'd be the one he'd call at 2 o'clock in the morning. Son, they forgot me. I healed him and I saved him. Would, would you just tell me I'm all together to love me? Would you just tell me that I'm your shepherd? Would you just tell me from the right? son till they're going down to the same so now I've arrived at my sermon I've arrived at my sermon I remember getting a call in the middle of the night family fell apart and he's going to kill himself I said please don't let me get there they were all gone I got there and I held him and we cried. God had mercy and I watched the Lord later on restore. There's, but this, this God that created heaven and earth, we make him so big, but you know where my emotions come from? God. You know where my desire to love comes from? God. You know where my desire for my children to love me like they comes from God. You know my desire for to want she to love me comes from God. So if it comes from God, that means that God has the passions and the emotions and feelings that I have. Can you imagine how many times that Jesus has cried at the middle of the night? I blessed you, I healed you, I moved for you, and you forgot me. You don't want me no more. Little girl stood right there. That little lady stood right there during Refuge School of Ministry. She said something I've never heard said before. She said, what's going on in Gomer's mind when she's leaving Jose? What's going on in her mind? I can't. I've never been loved. He won't always want me. I'm going to leave before I get hurt. What's going on in our mind when I forget God? What's going on in our mind when my heart gets cold? He's never done me nothing but good. He's never done anything but be kind to me. Why should I hurt the one who's loved me when everybody else give up on me? Why should I resist, resist and reject the one who give me another chance? So I don't want to fall in love with ministry. I don't want to fall in love with church. 
And I long and I weep and I pray, God, I believe you can trust me. I lay hands on the sick, people get healed, and I, I wouldn't abuse the, the, the I would give you all the glory. What I, I want to fall in love with him again. I, I want my heart to yearn. I want to win him again. I want to win him again. That same God that said hallelujah. My, my, my curfew, 18 years old, my curfew was 7 o'clock. My, my aunts and uncles, they picked they pick Charles to, to be the preacher. My cousin Charles, he'll be the preacher and Anthony will be the drunk of the family. You've been so, Charles don't even go, he's my friend, my cousin and I love him. He's like me listening now. But he don't even, hardly, he don't even got time, to, he's, he's so wealthy, he don't even hardly have time to go to church. But here I am, a little old country, but I'm still going on. So 30, 30 some years ago, God picked something in me. God saw something, something made God choose me. So here I am, 56 years later, I'm going to chase him. I'm going to be up at midnight Hallelujah. I'm not going to be shaking my fist at him. I'm going to be walking my floors at midnight. I love you more than I ever loved you. I want you more than I. I'm going to win him again. I'm going to win his attention. I'm going to win his favor. I'm going to move him. I'm going to touch him. I'm going to win him again. So Paul, Paul, Paul said, Anthony, you're going to read this about 1900 something years later. And he said, I'm going to use what I've been through to show you you can get to where I am. He said, if you're going to win him, he said, you got to forget those things that are behind and you got to reach forth. So he said, Anthony, all your church hurts and your church battles, if you keep talking about them all the time, you're never going where you can go with God. you got to forget those things that are behind and reach. Forget and reach. Forget and reach. Forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forward. Hallelujah. Can I give somebody a nugget for their home right now? You want to take your home to the next level, you got to forget and reach. I, I forget what you said to me. I forget what you've done to me. I forget how you treated me. I forget how you took me for granted. I want this marriage to start all over. Hallelujah. I want my walk with God to start all over. I want my ministry to start all over. I want my love for Jesus to start all over. I want my passion for Jesus to start all over. So forgetting those things that are behind and reach forth and those things are before I press forward to the mark for the prize of the high calling. I want to be chosen. I want to be that mark. I want to be the one he picks. The one he desires. The one he picks. My beloved spake and said unto me, rise up my love, my fair one. Come away. Rise up. Rise up, my love. My fair one, come away. I told Sheila the other day, I said, baby, I can't explain it. I said, we're a whole new season of our life. I, I I said, just feel a new season. I'm so excited about the church, everything going on. So used to, used to Sheila, Sheila likes playing everything, get everything ready. It's been a little while back, but about 9 o'clock in the morning, she said, I want to see Mom. She said, can we go on a day or two? I said, dare to nothing. I'll give you 15 minutes. Let's go now. I talked to somebody's heart. What Sheila was saying, what I want to do today is see my mama. Would you shut down everything you're doing and go with me? My beloved spake unto me and said, Rise, my love, my fair one, come away. 
Would you stand to your feet? Would you bow your head? The anointing just fell in here. The Holy Ghost is speaking to some men and women in here. I want some time with you. And your life has got so complicated and you've got so busy. I don't feel first like I used to. I don't feel number one. I used to be number one in your life. I used to be important than anything in your life. You don't you don't rise and come away with me any Hallelujah. 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 I want to open these altars calls and I want you to come and kneel or stand or pray where you are. But I want us to pray all over this sanctuary and say, Lord, I have a hundred needs and that's not what I asked for today. I want to fall in love with you again. I, I want to desire to win you. I want to be like that little Oh boy, that little young man courting that precious lady. I'm going to win her. I know there's others around her, but I'm going to win her. Lord, I want to win you. I just don't want to be forgiven. I want to win you. I just don't want my sins washed away. I want to win you. I, I want you to smile when you think of me. I, I, I want your heart to, to burn when, when you see my face. Would somebody come to these altars and pray, Lord, I, I, I want to fall in love with you again. Would you come, friend? Those that you see, would you bow your head? Would you bow your head and begin to pray? Lord, I want to fall in love with you again. People go to church for a lot of reasons. Perhaps in my past, my motives were mixed. But as of today, I'm simply here. From here forward, I love the Lord. I, I, I want to please the Lord. I want to give my all to Jesus. I want to serve Him with all of my heart. and all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I want to hurt you, Lord. I, I, I don't want to hurt you. Lord, I remember John Mark, five years old. My little buddy, we're having a camp meeting in Alabama. My buddy holds up a hammer and he says, it was you that drove those nails in his hands. That little five-year-old boy stood up and started crying. It wasn't me. I didn't hurt him. And I can't ever get that out of my mind, Lord. So here I am. About, third, about 25 years later telling you I'm laying my hammer down I don't want to hurt you no more I'm laying my hammer down I feel the Lord drawing somebody right now